And first John, as you well know, first John chapter three. And I'll read from verse 19 to 24, though we won't cover all that. It reads in verse 19, 19, By this we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments, and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And by this we know that we, he abideth in us by the Spirit whom he hath given us. We <clears throat> have a, a wonderful portion. We've seen already the commands or looking at the commands concerning love in this chapter. We uh, see and saw that in verses 11 to 16, and then verses 16, half of it to 18, last week, the conduct befitting love. Uh, it'll be personally expressed and practically expressed as well. Now then, this evening, the confidence that we have from love. <clears throat> I was reading an article that was referring to people like Polycarp and early church believers and preachers that knew John and learnt from John. And uh, they learnt some good things from John. And it's wonderful to know that we still have some of their writings today that we can look at and it may be interpreted to English. And you know that some people even today change their words. I mean... It's not scripture, of course, but change the words to make it mean something different because they say we've got him on our side. But praise the Lord that John gave these messages way back then by inspiration of the Spirit. We have them for ourselves tonight. And few things generate confidence and promote a happier, healthier home atmosphere than the obvious expression of love. The church is a home atmosphere the household of God. And the expression of love brings that confidence and promotes encouragement and excitement about the work and word of the Lord and, and the future for the Christian. Um, <clears throat> when it's absent, well, there's friction and not freedom and this, it's not enjoyed. And in a, that's in a home and so it is in the house of the Lord. <laughs> um, in a home where there's love expressed and things are going well between mum and dad, there is that confidence that the children have and grow up to be in the Lord because of that. And they are assured of the family, but they're also assured and see the picture of the heavenly household. Um, <clears throat> let's pray and ask the Lord to guide. Thank you, Lord, for this your word tonight. Bless it to our hearts. We thank you for John that wrote these things, the Apostle John, and for the words that he shared, the wisdom with which he shared them, the, the 60 years as a believer and life's experience almost when he wrote these things. And Lord, he could look back and he could look at the churches and the, the church at Ephesus that he was involved with that did lack love. They left their first love. But Lord, maybe these were a message to them as well. 
to walk in love and the household might be knit together rejoicing and confident in you. Lord, give us this confidence, each one who names the name of Christ, that we might go forth knowing what we're doing, what we're about, and knowing we're going to be with you for eternity. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> so, first of all, confidence in possession of truth. Confidence in possession of truth, and we may just cover this one tonight, verse 19 to 21. A confirming heart. What sort of heart do we have? Have we got a confirming heart? Self-examination should lead to that confidence of being confirmed in our heart. As, it's, as it, reads, it reads there in verse 19, And by this we know that we are of the truth. Confidence. You know, when you read a commentary or some, someone about that's reading and expressing and expanding the word of God, and you read along and, yes, yes, I've, I've thought that before, or I've read it before, and, or it's just confirming what I already know. And you read, yes, yes. And it's sad when you're reading along like that and say, oh, no, <laughs> I don't know, I'm not there. But most people that you, that, you know, do it literally and do it as they ought to, you can read with confidence. And we know the word of God. Right? Confirming it confirms what we believe. Never met the people Never met the writer. Maybe years ago they've written. I was reading some articles this, yesterday that were written in 1927. And the way he spoke about liberalism, apostasy, apostasy and music even. I thought, after I finished 1927, wait a minute, he wasn't alive now. He was alive then. But you say, you know, he's gone. He's in glory. But it gives you the confidence of your faith and it confirming, confirms your heart in the Lord, <clears throat> by the giving of ourselves. How does this, in verse 19, confidence come? How can we know that we're of the truth? By giving of ourselves and possessions in the manner that we spoke about last week in verse 16 to 18. We don't have to go over those, but by doing practical things. The truth is not merely a matter of a written code, you know, thou shalt, thou shalt, thou shalt. <laughs> When it's done in love, the Christian life is lived in love. They're not cold facts. They're not some theory of someone who gave a dogma on it. But it's a vital, living, vibrant, active Christian life. And that's what we should have. Truth is life-changing. And though, therefore we can confirm our hearts that this is so. We, can, we see the difference. We know the difference. Um, <clears throat> we do what the Bible says. We're glad to do what the Bible says. We don't argue with our parents. We don't argue with our leaders in church. We don't argue with our youth groups and the school teacher. We, we know what they're saying is truth and we're glad to obey and glad to come along. I pray that that's our hearts. In Hebrews 3.14, it reads there, For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence firm unto the end. We hold it confidently. And we have a confirming heart. In chapter 12 of Hebrews also, chapter 12, and in the last few verses there, and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. A confirming heart is an obedient heart, loving and serving in 
the Lord's work. And Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 10 says this, Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure. You know, your heart can be confirmed by the way you live and you know you're obeying the word of the Lord and you're in fellowship with one another. Um, <clears throat> a confirming heart. The assurance of our salvation is based generally on, first of all, the word of God. If we didn't have the word of God, we'd be lost. All of the, everyone would be lost. But it's based on the word of the Lord. <clears throat> that is our salvation and assurance. John 1.12 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. The word of God confirms, and over and over again it confirms, What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of God gives us the assurance that who we have believed in, what we have believed on, is right, is true. And it confirms, as we read the word of God, what we have believed in our hearts from it. The work, the assurance of our salvation is based on the word of God, on the work of Christ. Other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And <clears throat> these things there, we have written down in, uh, well, following along in 1 John 3, on the spot. By this we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. The word of God gives us assurance. The work of Christ on our behalf gives us assurance and that's also found in Hebrews 2, 9 to 10, the work of Christ over and over again in other epistles. The witness of the Spirit also gives us that assurance of our salvation and a confirmed heart. And that's found in Romans 8 and verse 15, where we read, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. I know who my Father is. <laughs> Our Father who art in heaven. The Spirit itself, or himself, beareth witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. See the confirmed heart? The Spirit is giving witness. The Word is giving witness to us. The work of Christ on our behalf witnesses to us. And <clears throat> the works of the saints confirms that we are saved. As we looked at last week, verse 16 to 18, yep, I'm doing that. I'm, I, I can see that the Lord alerts me to opportunities to meet the needs of others and gives the opportunity to serve them when it's in the power of my hand to do so, as we looked at last week. And James, what we looked at last week in chapter 2, verse 14, what does it profit a man if he says he has faith and hasn't got works? And it goes on for about five verses saying, you know, someone's hungry you, and you say, go away, you'll be right, I'll pray for you. That's basically what it says there, I'll pray for you, off you go. And don't give them that it's needful to the body to give. So a confirmed heart. How's your heart? Is it confirmed through the word, through the work of Christ, through the witness of the Spirit and the works that you have and are able to do, given opportunity to, for others? Well, verse 20, we go back to First John. First John chapter 3, verse 20. 
And this we know, verse 19, assure our hearts in the truth and shall assure our hearts before him and have confidence when he comes. For our, if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart. A condemning heart. Oh, oh. <laughs> a confirming heart, that's good. But a condemning heart, if our heart condemn us. Before I go, go into, <clears throat> into this, when do you sense a condemnation of your heart to you? Yeah, <laughs> that's it, isn't it? When we sin, when we're out of fellowship with God and maybe each other, it, 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 we, we have a con, our heart condemn us, as it says there. If our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence. But if it does condemn us, we don't have that confidence. So that there's two ways of looking at this. A consolation for the believer who is over-scrupulous and thinks... I don't love the brethren to the extent that the Bible says I should do. But God knows the intent in spite of my weaknesses. His confidence should be in God and not in his, in his own emotions. He doesn't feel that he you know, is doing what he should be doing. You're over-scrupulous. Has, has anybody ever said that to you? No? Maybe. Maybe it'll come one day. It did me, another pastor. <laughs> and so I just fired back with, well, I knew an area he was really honed in on and that was his hobby horse. And I said, well, you're this way in that. Why aren't you in this? There's two different subjects. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he didn't say any more, but I haven't. He, he, no, he's, no, he's gone. To, oh, no, I mean, he's, he's passed on. But uh, his son is ministering still, and um, but he's never phoned me. <laughs> so uh, anyway, <laughs> condemning. No, no. <laughs> but it was just something that I thought, yeah, well, I can be scrupulous in biblical matters, and and he was in in his right. I said, you're right in what you're scrupulous in. I said, you know, you're right in what you say. I'm not condemning what you've said. Um, the other way of looking at this, a caution is a caution or warning for the believer who recognises sin in his life or lack of love for the brother and sister in Christ in his heart and his heart condemns him. He may, he may be sure that God will not overlook his failures if he himself overlooks his failures and doesn't get it right with the Lord. Psalm 66 verse 18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And he hasn't got that confidence. A condemning heart. If we base our assurance on subjective feeling <laughs> and not solid facts, we may be lack confidence there too. We wake up in the morning, we get up and go to work or get ready or whatever, and, and we have a Different feel about the day. I mean, we, do we go by the feeling of the day? You know, I feel good today. Some people do. I don't feel good today. I'm not going to work. <laughs> and um, take your sickie or whatever. But a, a condemning heart for a Christian, you know, I just don't feel that I'm saved today or I'm what I should be today. Well, a condemning heart. We will feel condemned and wonder if we're saved sometimes. But God, it says there in verse 20, if our heart condemn us, 
What does it say? God is greater than our heart. Forget the feeling. Go by the fact of the scripture. You know, once saved, always saved. Read Romans chapter 8, the last half of it, and build up your confidence in the Lord. The fact is, God has provided salvation full and free, has he not? In Ephesians 3 and verse 16, it says this, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. This is confident giving, isn't it? Strengthened by the Spirit, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ. This is what John's talking about love. This is just adding to it. No, we, we have confidence in the fact that God through Christ has provided full salvation and to know the love of Christ which passes Knowledge that ye might be filled with the fullness of God. This is rich Christian teaching to be strengthened. Now unto him who is able, the Lord, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church. It's like a song almost as it gets to the end of this chapter. And glory in the church by Jesus Christ throughout all ages, world without end. Amen, <laughs> he said at the end of that. So, if you have a condemning heart, don't go by the feeling. Read the scriptures. Go by the fact of what God has said in his word about the salvation we have in Christ. Full, free, and forever in Christ. Um, <clears throat> a condemning heart needs to grow in faith as well. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by? Back to the word of God. The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So if you've got a condemning heart and it seems, you know, God's not condemning me, I'm condemning myself, I'm not feeling like I'm a Christian today, go by the fact Christ has provided salvation. Strengthen your faith. Go back to the word and read that. Read Hebrews chapter end of chapter 10 and chapter 11 about the men and women of faith um, <clears throat> feelings will follow when you read the word and you, uh, your confidence is built and the con condemnation of your heart goes goes out the window because if you're in the word in the book it says in Galatians chapter 5 there about the fruits of, fruits of the spirit, the feelings love, what are they? joy, joy peace, peace long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, the feeling and the fulfilment of Christ in us. Um, <clears throat> a, con a confident heart is seen in verse 21. It's back in John. So there's a confirming heart, verse 19. A condemning heart, if your heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if your heart condemn us not, then we have we confidence, a confident heart. We might say it's like a picture of a sinner coming to the tabernacle in the Old Testament. They come to the door. They're not feeling like going in. Maybe you don't feel like going to church sometimes or something. You know. uh, uh, go in, I'll go in. Go in the door and what do they see first? What's the first thing they see as they walk in? The altar of sacrifice. The altar of sacrifice where the blood 
is shed that starts building their confidence. He died for me. He loves me. And then, as they'll turn up to the laver and be sanctified and the washing and cleansing. You see, like you said, if there's sin in our hearts, that doesn't give us confidence at all. But in the washing of the word and through life, that gives us the confidence. And then on the right and the left hand, bread <laughs> and, and the light, the candlestick there, the light of the word of God, the bread of the word of God, and it, and it, it, it has a cleansing effect. And then we get to the next thing we come to. Is it, it, just before that, just in front. The, the altar of incense, the altar of incense, prayer, picturing prayer. You see the progression of a, a person that doesn't feel or is not confident as we come into the Lord's presence and we go by that way, we can come then to the Holy of Holies and have fellowship with the Lord with confidence because we know we're accepted of him. <clears throat> I, I think it's, it's great to be able to think through the word of God uh, we are priests, believer priests, and we can go that way. And we have a high priest in heaven, don't we? In Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15, it tells us there, For we have not an high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. In other words, he can be touched. It's not that he cannot, he can be touched. And he knows as we come with trembling heart, before him that we can walk into his presence because of his word that is given us and the way and access has been made for us. He shed his precious blood, First Peter 1.19, to make us accepted in the beloved, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 6, so that we may come with boldness and confidence before the Lord, as it tells us to do in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 19, where it reads... Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he, the Lord Jesus, hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance, confidence. So what sort of heart? Have you, as you look at that one, the three that we've looked at there, a confirming heart through the word, the work of the Christ and the witness and the work of saints, a condemned heart, get to the fact, exercise your faith and the feelings of walking with the Lord will come and a confident heart, as it's in verse 21. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence. So if you're lacking confidence... Probably because we're not walking close to the Lord. We've sinned, or there's something come between us, and that we'll deal with. And, and that the next item on in, in that chapter is prayer. So get right with the Lord, have the confidence, then come boldly to the throne of grace in the next 20, 20 uh, what is it, 22 to 24. So there's some thoughts for us tonight from John.